0: The Rob Brown Show on ESPN Upstate.
1: All right, baby. It's Friday, which means, of course, we're a day away from college football, a couple of days away from getting the NFL underway. But Friday night means it's time to get under those Friday night lights. And now we welcome in on the phone line from Moving the Chains, which, of course, you can follow on the twitter device at Movin chains m-o-v-i-n-c-h-a-i-n-s uh we got a couple of gentlemen mr john epps is with us and mr kevin thomas joining us on the program to give you a little quick tour around the high school football action in the upstate tonight fellas what's happening
0: rob how you doing man last friday
1: yeah man yeah man welcome back glad to have you guys and uh look I, uh, I, I'll I tell you, the last couple times we've been able to do this, uh, I enjoy being able to turn over the mic because you guys are, are as knowledgeable about the high school market as anybody in this area. So I am 100% going to turn it over to you guys. Uh, fellas, guide us around what we can see coming out of high school football on the upstate tonight.
0: we Will do, Rob. Appreciate the kind words there. You know, John and I talked about this last night on our preview show that we do each week. You know, this week does not have a ton of really big games here at the upstate. Just, you know, two or three that we really want to hit on. And the first one is going to be Union County traveling to Chapman. This game is actually on local TV on WMYA. If you're sitting around the house tonight, flip it on. Should be a very good game. You know, last year, I think this is the week week zero game, Chapman beat Union County 53-37. That was their first win of the year on the way to a 3A state championship. John, give us a little more uh, kind of of who's doing what coming into this game, get some some records and things like that on these two teams. Yeah,
2: these are two... Pretty good programs from a historic perspective, and they both have done pretty impressive here at the start of the season. Union County themselves, they are one and one on the year, but last week they beat big bad Spartanburg 34 to 21. So always a big deal when a school like Union beats a big 5A school like Spartanburg. Chapman, on the other hand, they just don't lose games. It's it's not something they do, and they haven't done it this year. And they have blown out pretty much everyone they have played this year. Their closest game last week against Clinton, 24-8. to But, you know, they, both of these schools have played Woodruff. And Union had a tough game first week. They lost 28-26. Chapman, on the other hand, blew out Woodruff 45-14 in typical Chapman fashion. You know, this is a game where I expect Chapman to are playing at home. They're a great team. It's definitely worth watching on the TV tonight if you have nothing else to do. But I think Chapman's going to be a little bit too much to handle
0: for Union County. This is a game tonight, John, where I feel like we're going to learn a lot more about Chapman. You know, last year we knew they were so good with Cole Sarder at quarterback and all those guys. Coach Mark Hodges is going to Spartanburg now. And, you know, this year bringing in the new coach, Harry Cabinets from Malden, it's like we have not seen them really tested yet. So, interesting to see how this game goes tonight with them. I think Union County is a very good team. You know, Chapman, I think, runs the ball a little more than they have in the past. They've got a running back, uh, Carlos Parks, that, that ran for over 150 yards last week. They kind of got some heavy package stuff to do with um, McKaylee Colasardo's brother, Andrew Colasardo, in the backfield, along with d tackle Gay Watson. Both Those guys get some carries there around the goal line. And, you know, Union, John, I think, is a team that, that may be looking to kind of break through here. You know, talk about that, that win last week against Spartanburg. Beating a 5A team, that is huge for a 3A team to do. I mean, that's just something you don't see a ton of. And that was a game that was scheduled literally last Thursday afternoon the day before due to some, some post in and Union schedule. But, you know, when you think of Union football, you always think of, of a dual-threat quarterback, and they've got another really good one in Jabryson Hunter. Last week against Spartanburg, John, he threw for 247 in four touchdowns and along with that rushed 11 times for a buck 58 in a touchdown in that win. So this kid, the Hunter kid, can do it all. This is a game, I'm going to kind of go out on a limb here. I think that, that win last week is going to do great things for Union's confidence. I think Union is going to upset Chapman this week on the road, uh, give Chapman their first regular season loss here in a couple of years. I think uh, Union County is going to pull off the upset tonight.
2: I like it. I like it. i tell you, one thing I think deserves extra credit for Union County, who knows that they got to watch any new film last week on Spartanburg. Who knows how much they really got to prepare for that game given the short notice to play, and said, yeah, sure, we'll play, and we'll beat you by two scores.
0: Yep. So great great game last week. That should be a great one tonight on uh, your local television channels here. The second upstate game we want to focus on is the battle for the G, if you want to call it that, I guess. That's more of a Greer-Greenville thing. But this week we got Greenwood at Greenville down at Serene Stadium. This is an interesting game as well, John. You know, we saw Greenville play week one. They just absolutely destroyed Greer. But then last week, Greer comes around and beats Greenwood. So talk to us about what these teams have going on coming into this matchup tonight.
2: Yeah, you know, they have both impressed us a little bit this year. Greenwood, as you said, their only loss so far is that game last week to Greer. But they blew out Lawrence in week one, 35-7, in which we thought was going to be a really tight, contested game against two former 5A programs. And, uh, you know, you look on the side of Greenville – Greenville is a team that we thought left a little bit on the table last year just from a a gameplay standpoint. And how they played against Greer in week one was very, very impressive. You know, they've got talent all over the field. Their quarterback has played very well. They've got two defensive ends that are worth the price of admission alone. Those guys are awesome to watch. I think this could be uh, one of the best game, maybe the best game in the state. Tonight, You know, I, I like Greenville in this game. I think they win. But Greenwood, you just can't write them out. When I think of Greenwood, I think of, you know, D.J. Schweringen flying around and, you know, those teams that made it to Williams, Bryce, the state championship. You can never count out Greenwood in a big game.
0: And the thing about Greenwood, too, John, this year, you know, being their first year under head coach Chris Liner, they run that triple option, which can be a great equalizer against just about anybody. They've got the guys Martin and the quarterback Tolbert, uh, another running back Simmons, kind of leading that rushing attack. You know, Greenwood, we know we know they lost last week to Greer. They had a couple kind of plays that went against them. They fumbled at the one yard line. They had a hole in a sixty-five yard TD run that got kind of called back. So That game wasn't as out of hand as it looked in the, in, you know, in the final score there. But Greenville just continues to roll. You talk about the quarterback, the Franklin kid, has been great. The running back, Preston Lowndes, has been great. The receivers, Aziz Huff, uh, Elijah Kelly has been awesome. Uh, my favorite two players, you guys, you mentioned the DEs, Aries and Aces, Spe- Aries and Aces Spears, the, the twins there on the D-line are awesome players. Linebacker, Terrence Gist, uh, you know, Huff plays some DB as well for them. Greenville has talent all over the field. I think I'm going to go with Greenville as well just because of that D-line is so stout. I think it's going to shut down a lot of what Greenwood wants to do with that triple option tonight. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch either way. Yep. Our third and final kind of big game here in the upstate is, game. it's actually Saturday morning at 11 a.m. That's Ren at Delton Honey a You know, last year Wren blew these guys out 55-28. Wren went on to win before a state championship last year. BHP had a nice little run in the playoffs, but but not compared to what the Hurricanes did. This is really a huge region matchup. Now, we mentioned this when we were on with Rob a couple weeks ago, how how big some of these early games are becoming because of the way the, the playoffs are set up and the regions are set up. This is a huge matchup uh, on Saturday morning. Talk to us about what these teams have done coming into tonight's, in tonight's game, or tomorrow's game.
2: Yeah, so BHP, really not much on their schedule. They got to play Pendleton. They won that game 29-7, you know, per the... For how the script is written there for BHP. But due to COVID, they have not been able to play since that first game against Pendleton. So there's a ton of question marks around BHP and what they've got to offer this year. And then on the other side of the line, when you look at Run, they played a game against Clover to start the year off, won that game 23-21, which we thought was a huge win at the time, given how good Clover was last year in 5A. Um, you know, they came back, they blew out Seneca in week two. And then last week, a game that I watched against Daniel, they really got humbled. Daniel is a team, they're not on our watch list for, you know, their game tonight, but this is a very, very good team in the upstate. They were able to handle Wren pretty well. Um, but I think Wren, despite that fact, has got more going for them. They've got more experience more miles on the tires, you could say. They've, they've got more gameplay experience. And now they've got some film on things they can really work on, based from last week. Mm. I like Ren in this game, but it's going to be a tough game to win.
0: Yeah, I, you, know, I, you just don't know what to think for BHP having to have all this time off. You know, they've only played one game so far this year compared to Ren, and most of the people have played three already. You know, you don't know how much that, that rest or maybe even rust is going to hurt or help them, but you know, the Bears are led by a dual threat quarterback themselves and Connor Simpson. Their running backs, Dusty Hester and Jerome Pruitt are good players as well. Ren, you know, we talked about how they lost a ton from last year's state championship squad. They've a little, transferred a little more into a running team this year than they were last year behind Malachi Hill. I, I've got to go with, with Wren because I think they're just a little more known commodity right now, John. We know what they are while BHP still may be trying to figure out, you know, what they've got seen as, seen as, as how they've only played one game so far this year.
2: And the one thing that will be a big storyline for this game tonight, you look at this region, this region has BHP, Daniel, and Wren. So those three teams are battling for, I believe, only two playoff spots coming out of that region. The way that it's written, there might be a third. There's kind of a, a wild card position out there for the playoffs. But if you want to guarantee yourself a spot for BHP and Wren, you know, this is a – this is a must-win game because I'll be with you, Kevin and Rob. I don't think either of those teams. Or we know Ren isn't, and I don't think BHP is going to be Daniel either. Um, not from what I saw out of Daniel no. last Friday.
0: Yeah, and you know, with those, like I said, with the, with the playoffs taking shape a little sooner, we've got some people who can win a region championship this week, John. Yeah, you know, I know Chesney actually <laughs> has already locked up their region. Gaffney, if they beat Clover tonight, they can win their region. Uh, Boylan Springs can't win the region, but they can lock out the playoff spot behind Gaffney if they win tonight. So just, I mean, it, it's crazy to see how this season has taken shape, how the playoffs are taking shape as soon as week four this year. It's just its just crazy. But I know I, I do want to mention, mention some of the postponements. We've, had. we've got at least four for this week. I know Dorman-Wade Hampton's postponed, Burns-TL Hannah T.R. Pickens, Broom-Woodruff. It just seems, John, and it scares me that we're seeing more and more of these each week. And I don't know how some of these teams are going to be able to catch up at the back end of the season.
2: Yeah, it's going to be tough to think, you know, how the South Carolina High School League, how they handle a team like, say, BHP. Say, instead of getting to play seven, eight games, you know, whatever that set schedule is, well, if they only get to play three or four. You know, do you, do you penalize them and say, hey, you don't get to play in playoffs? Or do we have a, a trimmed down playoff schedule now? I, I don't know what we do. Um, you know, I'm sure the SCHL is not looking forward to making those kind of adjustments if need be either, because it's going to be hard to be fair to everybody.
0: Yeah, you know, I know they had kind of built in uh, a possibility where they can move the playoff start back one week if needed, but I just don't know if that's going to be enough. You know, I know, I know the news came out today that Wade Hampton and Dorman got postponed literally today, and that means you know Burns upon our, upon our next week, Wade Hampton they probably can't play them, so Burns could possibly go. This will, be, this will be the third week in a row next week when they couldn't play a game. I know they're looking for somebody to fill that slot, but that's not very easy. Uh, and in Burns, they already had an empty spot at the back of the schedule there, so they may end up playing a four-game regular season right now. And just this, this is going to be a disaster for the SCHSL to have to work out if we keep seeing these postponements.
2: And we saw how tough it was last week for Spartanburg to schedule a game. They were, they were on Twitter reaching out to Blightwood High School. Hey, let's play the ball you know it was not easy to just line up an opponent if you have something fall through um you know this kind of rob you're talking about college football before we came on and you know this situation reminds me a little bit of the bcs you're never really sure what's going to happen at the end of the year <laughs> you know it might be out of your hands so the best thing to do win every game you play you don't know how many games you're gonna get yep. to play so it's um certainly interesting
1: Absolutely. Fellas, yep. outstanding job. Listen, you can follow these guys on Twitter at Moving Chains, Facebook Moving the Chains, uh, John Epps, my man Kevin Thomas. They are phenomenal covering high school. You guys did an incredible job as always. Uh, I know it's uh, not a uh, not a full slate this weekend, unfortunately, due to 2020 being the worst year ever, but uh, you guys are still doing a fantastic job, and I know it's going to keep picking up as we get closer to the end of the year. Appreciate your time, guys.
2: Thank you, Rob. Thanks for all that's coming in.
1: Absolutely. We'll do it again real soon, man. We'll get you guys back on next week to break it down again. That's John Epps and Kevin Thomas from Moving the Chains. Find them on Facebook, on Twitter, at Moving Chains, and on all the other social media as well. Quick break. Back after.